<laughs> We're going to get people who are mad about dogs, cats, guns. Human creativity is an unbelievable force. But for every great invention and idea that's designed with a clear purpose, there are several shots in the dark that seemingly come out of nowhere. Connecting unrelated dots, meeting unnecessary needs, leading our species in questionable directions. What's even more amazing is that many of these quests and creations have become amongst the most adopted elements of the modern age. In this podcast, we explore these terrible ideas and present some thoughts on what potentially sparked them and examine what we think made them work. Welcome to Terrible Ideas. So last week when we spoke, okay. we we, uh, yeah. we discussed not watching the news for a week. Yeah. So we haven't watched the we did. news at all this week. Good for you. I haven't watched the news either. Okay. How has that been for you? Well, I'm lying a little bit, right? When I say watching the news, I have not watched any news. Okay. But I haven't been able to completely curb myself of my online reading the newspaper digital news. It went, I went for about four days. And I didn't read the news. I have been in a complete vacuum of uh, ignorance. And happier because of it, I imagine. Is it bliss? No, it's not bliss. It's weird. It's like, um, it's a situation where, well, first of all, I don't know what happened. How, how has the week been in the world? Good or bad? Not great. Not great. But, but in fairness... Probably no different than when you left it. Well, the problem is when you don't read the news or watch the news or be informed of the news, you live in this vacuum of, uh, of all information and the anxiety of what ifs start, start creeping up on you, right? Mm. And so I, I, found that the, I found it harder not to watch the news because the news gave me some reassurance that things were on at least somewhat of a, of a rail. Really? Because sometimes when I read the news, uh, I love this, by the way. I feel like we're now entering a new phase of our show where we're debriefing previous shows, I, by the way, just as a side note. But I feel like that um, the job of the news media is to sell papers and sell advertising space and therefore you know, no, like good, no good, bad news is, is sells papers. Right. So I feel like their job is to make you feel like the world is off the rails. So the fact that you're feeling that the world is off the rails by not reading the paper is interesting to me. When you have no information, the world is always off the, off the rails. Um, so that's one thing about last week. The second thing that, that popped into my head was so in last week's episode, we talked about firearms being a bad idea. Yeah. Anyways, Still agree so what with happened was um, I started getting reached out to with angry messages from people who really like firearms. 
Um, and oh. over two specific groups. One was in Canada, one was in the US. In Canada, there's a whole thing where um, the, the government took away the right to bear assault rifles a couple of weeks ago or last week or yeah. whatever it was. And so they're up in arms, yeah. no, no pun intended about that. And um, the, in the US, there's just the regular uh, Second Amendment folks. Anyways, I started having conversations with these people about this. Because I was like, yeah. yeah, having a firearm is a terrible idea. And they're like, you don't understand, you don't understand, fine. And then one of these people. <laughs> that's, called, sorry, to, just before you go on, that's one of the best summaries of an argument I've ever heard. You don't understand, you don't understand, fine. End of argument. Yeah, because I wasn't really listening. Yeah. But then yeah. uh, what happened was one of these people, these uh, firearms enthusiasts, offered to me that he would uh, come on the show as a guest. Oh, interesting. And, and at first, I was, we, had a, we actually had a, about a 10-minute kind of back-and-forth conversation about this. And, I, and he was like, yeah, just don't edit what I say. And I was cool with that. And I haven't really decided yet if we put him on the show as a guest because, <laughs> A, I don't think his opinions are right. And second of all, um, the dude's armed. I don't really want to be in an argument with someone who's armed. They have more power than me. Um, I'm stopping my video just for just because I was getting a glitch. So, um, so uh, I so your concern isn't about what he's going to say, but more that he could harm you. It's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. It's much more column B. I don't, I mean, I understand he, his, his username on Twitter is like second amendment, MAGA, MAGA, um, something like that. Right. It, it's like a very, wow. um, and he was pretty well versed in like his, his talking points. Also, he was, um, he was very adamant that having firearms was, was a very, very good thing and it's his right. Cool. I still think they're a terrible idea fundamentally, but it was just interesting to me. I, I've never really had a conversation. Um, I've, I have had a conversation with people who like guns, uh, quite a number of them, but I haven't had a conversation about something we said on the podcast that made someone upset. Yeah. Huh. I didn't uh, sum that up so well, but that, that's kind of the gist of it. Hmm. I... I, uh, so are we, do we need to talk about whether this gentleman comes on and we talk to him or, yeah. or is it, are we, is it kind of eh, whatever? Well, I think what's going to happen is in the event that he reaches back out to me, I think I'm going to just record an interview with him, just like a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. And maybe we put it onto a podcast. Cool. Okay. Um, um yeah. So what, how was your week then? My week has been, um, so I kind of, my, my week's been fine. If, you know, there's some uh, stuff I'm getting done work-wise and uh, I'm able to uh, find time for family and all that stuff, which is really good. Uh, however, I found, I found keeping to our commitment of not reading the news really hard, like really hard. And I'll tell you when it started to settle in. Uh, I think we recorded this last week on a Tuesday, I think. Maybe 
or Wednesday. Okay. I don't know what like year. Like a week ago. Yeah. It was <laughs> we in the we are in uh, the year of our Lord 2020. Um anyways, I so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, I kind of ignored the paper that came and Sunday I dove in. Helen and I sat reading. It was like we were like the that classic couple up early drinking coffee reading the paper and I could not I could I devoured it because I'd actually avoided reading this stuff for four days which is a long time like I mean when I say avoided the paper I mean all the digital stuff so I found myself yearning to find out where we're at things do like little things like what's the COVID count in Ontario uh, or you know are the parks opening up in, in Toronto things that are important to me um, and, and I found myself, you know, uh, unable to remove myself for a whole week from the newspaper. And I was kind of disappointed in myself, to be honest. I'm, I'm like, conf I'm almost like admitting this to you, embarrassed, you know? Yeah. And I, I hear you. <laughs> Daniel, I'm almost hearing your response as, and you should be embarrassed. Shame on you. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I don't really have an answer for that. I think that it's uh, <laughs> you be you. That's what we finished with last week, I think. Um, well, uh, I have, I have a, a, an idea that I'd like to share that I think is a terrible one. Okay. And it... it um, one I br I brought two to the table this week. I don't know if we'll get to them both, but the first one is uh, an example of what held us up from doing this today. Um, and the terrible idea is something called the internet. What do you mean? I think that the internet is a terrible idea. And here's why we uh, we rely on it. We rely on it so much that um, it actually begins to cause, and we don't even realize it, but it begins to cause more frustration, more aggravation than it is actually uh, bringing to us in terms of ease uh, of of um, pleasure of any kind of semblance of satisfaction. Um, I spent um, I spent a call just before I was on with you. I was having an important phone call with um, a future client, and the internet was so bad that um, we should have just gotten on the phone. And today I was trying to get on with you on this call on this on on the internet, and it's continues to be so bad now we could i'm using wi-fi as being bad but the internet itself the challenge of connecting to the world wide web and using that data to communicate is the thing that ultimately slowed me down today and i feel like that happens way more than it than it doesn't right um so you're dead wrong uh, the internet is the greatest idea of all time. The idea of sharing information in a free and open way 
speedily across borders, across economies, across um, time frames. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's the only thing that's happened in our lifetime that's of consequence. It is the, um, it's the best idea ever. The fact that you can't connect to your version of the internet because of whatever limitations you have either in your house or in your um, immediate surroundings or with your routers or your doodads or whatever, that's on you. But the internet is a fantastic idea. Um, it, the entirety of human knowledge is available at the, um, at, at the scrape of your fingerprint. Okay, so at the scrape of your finger. Okay, so number one, uh, free, it is not. Uh, uh, it, it costs considerable amount of money to access this thing. Open, it is not. It is owned by private industry and shaped by private industry. And all of human knowledge uh, is only available, the only human knowledge is, that av is available is if you have access to the funds to purchase internet and data to access whatever companies have deemed available and free to them. I think that the internet is a controlled plane space and I think it's controlled by whatever the uh, five companies that run the internet um, whatever they, they, they deem is appropriate, but there's ways around that as well. And no, I, I think the internet is... <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're dead wrong. Um, dead wrong. Um, so I, I, um, I'm not going to argue against the, some of the merits of the internet, that it does allow us to do some interesting things and connect. It does allow us to... Uh, with the technology that's being created to see loved ones that we haven't seen, to connect us with people that we've never met before. All of those things are very positive. Um, but do, do they outweigh the negatives, the isolation, the frustration, and the cost? Do you want to see isolation and frustration? Turn off your internet. Um, live in your little cave and wait for someone to come by and knock on the cave door. Um, no, 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 no. The internet is a fantastic thing, a fantastic idea. The execution of it is actually quite good, but it can get better and it will get better. Or, I mean, that, that, that's a whole different topic, but mm. no, 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 no. And the frustration, like, <laughs> the frustration of like, like, how would you get food? How would you get anything? Baby, whoa, 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 whoa. What did people do Actually, in Daniel, you had me, you almost had me switching over going, you know what, I'm with, but then how would you get food? What do you mean, how would you get food? Like, I don't even understand that question. I, I, I was buying into a lot of the things you were offering in terms of arguments, but food, I walked to the grocery store or drive to the grocery store. Right, or but the groceries Make a phone get. call. The groceries they get, they have to order using their internet machine from the, the food maker. 
and then it has to be like, <laughs> logistics or whatever. I don't really know how the world works, but I know the internet's involved in every single step of that process. And I also know that like people before the internet didn't know how to do anything. Um, everything was, it was an exercise in frustration, everything. So I I, <laughs> the world was a horrendous place when our parents grew up. Well, it's, it's, it's like, no, but never mind our parents growing up, but think about like when we grew up, what, there was no, what they called the dark ages, right? The dark ages, um, the there 90s? was no internet then. And it also was like, it, we, we, we romanticize it through television shows and make it seem like they're all wearing nice costumes and hanging out in palaces. But in essence, everyone died at 35 and it was a, uh, a place where it was impossible to communicate with others aside from like sending like in game of thrones they send ravens you know i'm sending a raven to winterfell yeah, yeah right but, but th- just to be clear that that's not the past right we know that game of thrones is from the mind of george rr R. martin right not a historical piece fair okay fine <laughs> You know what, uh, Daniel, I, I think uh, in an effort to be a provocateur, I chose something that I, I think you, I, I believe in, in the internet. I, I can't live without it. For, I started this podcast by saying I couldn't go four days uh, without looking at the newspaper, looking at my phone for the news. So it is an amazing thing. I do think there are so many things that need to happen to make it easier and better. It is getting there, but it's not there yet. Okay, that's fair. Um, so I don't know if I can even agree with my original terrible idea. Can you bring it back a terrible to the part idea. where Game of Thrones isn't the real past? The, the, the sure. reality is sure. I have no knowledge of the past at all. All the knowledge I have is based on what I've read. And because I've read a pretty good mix of fiction and nonfiction, it mixes together in my mind, so. <laughs> fair enough. Um, no, 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 dragons are real. I mean, that is something we can agree upon. I agree. Now, they might be a terrible idea that we can talk about at a later date. Um, uh, and, and um, yeah, look, I, I, if you have ever any questions about what's fantasy and what's f- fact, let me know. I'll, like, ask away. See okay. if I can help. Um, so that's interesting. So our, we're looking at the things that happened in modern age and finding out why they are why they were adopted. The internet was adopted clearly because uh, it's just the most extra special piece of awesome in, in the world. Um, and that's it. And, and Al Gore created it, right? So. He did, yeah. Um, yeah. So other ideas that we want to put up for debate as being terrible ideas. Uh, Nick, I think I'd like to hear your opinion on televangelists. Oh. Well, um, I think they're awesome. This is interesting because that's my, my uh, tactic as well. I also think that televangelism is the best idea imaginable. Um, uh, go ahead. Tell me. So th- you asked what, what I think of them. Um, I think that I've never been more entertained by, a, by anything on TV more than a televangelist. I remember at a young age watching, I don't know if it was 
Huntley Street or what it, or who or Jimmy Jimmy Swaggered or something like that. And it was um, the guy that used to bring people up on stage, and they would do a little intro of like this man has or woman has not been able to walk or he was blind for seven years and he lost his tongue and hasn't been able to speak and and all of a sudden he would put his hand on their forehead and violently shove them to the ground do you know what i'm talking about yeah like the and then they would fall back they would be caught and they'd stand up and they're like, oh, I can see. It was the most amazing. It was way before reality TV. It was before really docudramas took. It was awesome. I could watch it for hours because I only, I watched it as pure entertainment and comedy. I didn't buy into the religion side of it. But, but to me, there it is awesome. It is really entertaining. In fact, I would have loved just for once to go to a live uh, event to see what it would be like just because i think it would be an incredible event to be around people that find either are there for different reasons right one so that's my two cents 100 percent. so i think that in the so 2020 has been a very interesting year full of lots of terrible things however mm. there's been no greater loss this year than the loss of jack van impey you know that guy no i don't um Jack, I might be mispronouncing his name, but Jack Van Impey was a, a televangelist in suburban Detroit. Um, he was on the air for, oh God, maybe, oh, no pun intended, oh God, um, for 30 years, give or take, right? Um, he was the walking Bible. That, that, that's what he kind of went around calling himself. And him and his wife, Rexilla, uh, had this television show where every week they would go through news stories and then he would quote like wildfire all about the uh, the biblical references and how it's signs of the apocalypse and so on. And it was pretty amazing. And so that's kind of where I got the idea that televangelism, I want to think about that. However, so he passed away this year and that's a huge loss. Oh. Never mind the global economy and Kobe Bryant, but like, it, that's a huge loss. But okay. the, the thing is, though, I think televangelism is actually a really smart idea. The idea of taking this mass medium that allows you to get into people's most intimate spaces and talk to them right eye to eye and using it to, uh, to evangelize, to say the words that you believe are true and try to get them across in a, a manner that is... Uh, um, combined with entertainment, showmanship, um, also the words that you believe are real. Um, I, I'm torn over the idea of whether I believe most of the televangelists believe what they're doing is legitimately good, but let's go for the uh, option that they do believe that it's real. Um, cool. What a great way of getting your message across in this very fast-moving world. And the if only I was... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, if no, I was no, a person who uh, was watching television all the time, which I've turned into, it seems like, I would totally buy into this message eventually. Um, but I really think that televangelism is an, ex an example of taking technology and using it in the right way for arguably the right purpose. Maybe the wrong purpose, but... 
So, well, uh, I'm not going to argue whether it's the right or wrong purpose. It all depends on your belief system. But I will ask this. You said using technology in the right way. Have they, uh, and it's just because I don't know anything about televangelism, but it would seem brutally obvious to me that those folks like Jack Van Impey or, and others would have turned to our first subject to um, uh, make their growth exponential, which was the internet. So instead of just television, but intervangelism or whatever you want to call it, or webvangelism, is that, has that happened? Do you yeah, know? I, I think that happens to an extent. Like if you go on, um, on YouTube or on Twitch or on um, any of the video streaming kind of sites, you're going to find loads of kind of evangelistic kind of things. The radio stations are full of, uh, you know, uh, evangelistic radio. But those mediums are not as warm as television. Television is something you can sit back and relax and have the message thrown to you. The internet, you have mm. to go and seek it out. So even though YouTube's and and all those kind of uh, video platforms on the internet have that um, that that feature, once you put it on, you can sit back. You have to mm. find what you're looking for. In television, it's fed to you. It's the smartest use of television. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Um... As it was growing in the 70s, that was where Mr. Rogers, he was a minister, right? And he decided to take his ministry message and focus on helping youth and children. And he did exactly what a minister does or a televangelist does, except for he did not ask for money. He did not ask for funds or support. He just gave his message and spoke directly to the camera, right? But asking for money also makes sense because there's... Yeah. Like all of us ask for money. All of us do. In our jobs, we ask people, hey, I will do this service. Please give me some money for this service. And so the televangelist is saying, hey, I'm going to give you this service. I'm going to give you this knowledge. And I would like you to give me money so that I can spread that message to more people. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I don't know if all the money goes to that purpose. It seems oh, God, like no. the televangelists no. do pretty okay. Yeah, and yeah, and um, mega churches, right? Same thing. Oh yeah, the Houston Rockets yeah. used to play in this arena called the Summit, which became a church afterwards. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I've never gone to a mega church, and I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like in the same way I'd like to experience what a televangelist event looks like. I'd like to go to a mega church and see what the show's all about, because it it has to be a show, right? In the same way that. Um, in the last 20 years, uh, they've really, especially basketball, I'm going to use basketball because you brought it up. They really helped make bas live basketball an event, an experience that you, is truly phenomenal. And I, they must turn the televangelist, they must be like, a, there must be a warm up act, there's got to be music, there's got, by the time that, that televangelist finally comes out on stage, people are already buying. They're ready to buy or yeah, spend more. I'm totally cool with that. I think that's a wonderful way of using the, the system. And I, mm. I mean, I, I legitimately will flip channels on Sunday mornings and uh, stop for a couple of minutes to, to my wife's <laughs> dismay. Uh, I'll stop on like random televangelists talking about whatever they're talking about. And it's, it's interesting to me. Um, 
So, so it's not a terrible idea, though. I well, guess. I, I threw it out there to see, hey, is this a terrible idea or not? And it seems like both of us, for the first time ever, completely agreed that this is a fantastic idea. Yeah, televangelism is a fantastic idea. I remember growing up, um, and uh, the one that was big here in Toronto was 700 Huntley Street, or 100 Huntley Street. Do you remember it? It, it, it was definitely on Huntley Street. I'm not sure what number, what the address was. It was, anyways, I think it's, I just went on, it's 100 Huntley Street, and I just looked it up. It's Canada's longest running television show and sixth longest running daily television show in the world. So not just anything, just longest running daily television show. And um, <laughs> it's authentic and interactive. It brings you the amazing stories of people, whether they're world leaders, celebrity sports figures, or everyday people who have had life-changing encounters with God. Okay. Amazing. So it's been around forever. And uh, it looks like they have really um, transitioned, by the way, uh, into uh, a, 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 an internet uh, phenomenon, too. I'm seeing that they've got a, you know, a COVID web, like COVID broadcast going on their website. Anyways, they didn't do that to broadcast them. I'm not a big supporter, but I, I, that was the one I remember from my childhood. Um, that show and then the, uh, you know, hand across the forehead, you shall be healed guy. I can't remember who that was. Uh, th this episode goes out to uh, Jack Van Impey because he entertained me for many, many years. And awesome. No, maybe it was him. Maybe it was him. That guy was a good dude, or, or maybe a bad dude, but he seemed like an interesting fellow. <laughs> What's up? What's the number three? Um, number three, bear with me. I wrote it down here, um, and I'm having a moment. Ah, here it is. Okay, now this may seem like I'm jumping on the bandwagon that's passed already, but I'm going to just say it anyways. Domesticated wild cats. Are, are tigers a terrible idea oh why, why stop it wild why, why'd you put the word wild in there well i i was trying to make sure that we're not talking about kitty cats although I, i'll just go ahead and say it. i've never been a fan of cats all right you know what let's start this again you know it's a terrible idea cats 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 from from the ones you have in your house to the ones that are wild in the zoo, to the musical, or the movie of the musical. The musical is wonderful, but the, but no, the animals are horrible. Um, yeah. I, I I don't trust people who have cats. I find them to be untrustworthy people who are clearly sociopathic. The um, I, I dislike the animals. I I find cats to be a. Um, it, it's funny because. My my in-laws have cats, and my wife used to have cats. <laughs> and I like everything about these people, everything, except whenever I go over there, they have these cats around. I have to dose up on Benadryl and like get all like anti-catted. Yeah. And then yeah. the cats, they um, they 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 stay love you. you. They do like these um, they do these sinister movements, and then they. And, and our baby loves the cats. And I think his second word was meow. Um, 
but I, I, I find that dogs are lovely companions and cats are evil like creatures from the darkness. So I, I think um, just for people who haven't heard past episodes, we chose dogs as a terrible idea in an earlier episode. You did, I think. You brought it forward. I, I don't remember, but uh, it's very possible. Um, that being said, uh, the reason um, I, I feel the same way about cats and cat ownership um, that uh, if somebody says, oh, I've got a dog, I go, well, yeah, you're 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 somewhat normal, sane individual. You've made some bad choices, but you, you're like everybody else. If you have a cat, you've given up. You've given up on trying in general but let's play it the other way around so there are people who very much like cats there are many mm -hmm. people, many many yeah people. and what like cats are interesting and um, the cats cats make really good like kind of short video clips cats are i mean cats definitely have personalities they they have uh cats have eyes you're trying to find one positive characteristic. I guess they can be soft. Like soft like chinchilla? Like soft like... Soft to touch. They can yeah. be soft. Their fur can be soft. I'm trying to find something. Because um, I find it is very odd that there are literally two different types of people in the world, right? There's the dog people and the cat people. Um, and, and not that they can't get along, but I don't think they should get along. <laughs> We're not making any friends. So um, not going to turn out so well. I think that there should be a divide of sorts, right? But it's funny. Like, every, every episode we do, um, I, um, I, I notice that people who are really proponents of one of the ideas get really upset at us for some reason. This is not going to be an exception. Oh, Daniel, I lost. I lost you for a second there. I didn't hear what you said. Um, I said that. Uh, what did I say? Um, I said that um, every episode we lose lots of friends because of uh, whatever we've said, and people get upset at us. And this is going to be no exception. And I am looking forward to all the cat people trying to find out where I live so they can send me um, whatever cat people send you. Uh, exactly. Cat exactly. Or whatever. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you think people who love cats will send? Cat urine? Probably. I mean, like, how are they, how, packets of cat, did you say packets of cat urine? Packets of cat urine. Like hermetically so, sealed kind of boxes full of cat urine. I think it's an impressive thing that you've invented there. That, that, you, that somebody would have created a product. Is, it, is that a thing that exists? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a scientist, <laughs> Nick. I, I, I haven't watched the news in a week. Um, I don't know what's going on. And I'm, I'm also going to backtrack a little bit and say there's lots of friends. I have lots of friends, lots of family that have cats who I love dearly. I just don't understand the cat. Is that fair? That's fair. Um, do you have a worst of the week? Any chance? Um, I I don't. I don't have a worst of the week at this point. Do you? I don't. 
Um, I'm trying to, cause, because I haven't really seen anything happen this week. Um, I, I would say the worst of the week might be global warming um, or uh, like the weather's been crazy. The, the weather here, it was snowing in May and that's crazy. And that's clearly due to the fact that we all have been uh, using all of our fossil fuel making devices. Sorry, so you think, um, the, so you're saying the worst of the week is global warming, which <laughs> if we're going to get some hate mail, it might be that we've just chosen global warming as something that we're mad about this week <laughs> and not in general. Um, it, it's, but, very, it's very because it's, it's very bad this week because it's so cold. <laughs> um, but, but are you saying that because of the great pause, that's why it's colder? Is that what I'm hearing from you? I've lost the ability to make cohesive thoughts. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to say that global warming is a good one. Um, I, I would say that it's, uh, I think it is fascinating and I'm gonna go all like, uh, I'll, I'll speak my mind around uh, the positives of, of this great pause, which is that Rivers are clearer. I can stand outside on my front porch. I live in uh, downtown or close to downtown and the air is cleaner. I can tell it, I can feel it. Um, and uh, the roads, everything about the world is cleaner right now because it stopped. It will only get worse again when it starts again. I think we'll I think. We'll leave it at that. We'll okay. That. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Daniel. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.